This is a special edition of the Jigsaw, but we are here. I am Josh Rogers. I am Brian Hare. We are here to talk about all the things. We won't go through all that tonight, <laughs> but we're here to talk about all of the things. Jesus. And so um, forgive us now. If you've looked in the description box, you understand that this is a special bonus type, whatever episode. Right. Um, there, there is no blessed report. Shout out to all black people because we're the one making this election happen. Bless up to y'all. Bless um, up. The billboard, you know everything that's happening in the world. So that is that. That is that. <laughs> Ain't going to be no P.O. box. And we're going mm-hmm. to incorporate self-care in this, in this special living room um, right. kind of conversation. Matter of fact, we're at the dining room table tonight. We, it's, a special, it's a special conversation. <laughs> and if unless you've been under a rock, you understand where we are in our nation. Mm-hmm. And I'll give you, Brian, I guess I'll give them some some behind the scenes kind of um, outlook into it all. So we decided okay. that if Donald Trump would have won, uh-huh. we were going to not record as a form of self-care. We needed right. the opportunity to, <laughs> you know, to process this thing. Jesus. And it has still been a still. day full of anxiety. Right. <laughs> and just emotion. Lord. And But I, I, I think because of what we are, we wanted to give you our fresh take, our first take on right. what is going on as black people, as black men, as husbands, oh, yeah. as fathers. And I think it's really important um, for us to be able to share that. So let's like jump into it. Um, Brian, your immediate thoughts about everything that's happened since polls have closed. Whew, that's actually a load of questions. I know. <laughs> it's a big one. Thought. <laughs> yeah. My immediate thought is America is who America is. Like America disappointed me but i also affirmed who she is yeah um like the 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 election shouldn't have been this close like oh, absolutely it, should, not. it should like you literally have four years to see the foolishness um and y'all still decided to um try to elect uh donald trump for another term um so it was it was disappointing to see how close it is but it's also um, it just, I think we said on a previous episode, like this uh, election is going to show us the level of trash America is. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I, I agree with that a hundred percent as the results were coming in. A lot of it was not surprising, right? You know, some of the deep red states were going to be like my, my home state of, of Tennessee. I don't oh. care how blue, <laughs> I don't care how blue my city and County is like mm-hmm. Tennessee has so many pockets of deep racism that it's going to be red. And the same right. thing could be kind of said for California. Without a shadow of a doubt, oh, always yeah. going to be blue. Always. It doesn't matter. Like, you know, un- unless literally Barney probably could be running for president. And y'all going to vote for Barney if he's a Democrat. Like, it's, oh, just, <laughs> it's just the way California. Yeah, it's just the way California works. Right, and right. I think many of the states were predictable in that sense. But when you started looking right. at like where we live now, Georgia. Oh, the fact that it can be, and the fact that our two counties, which are oh, historically yeah. red, are now blue. Oh yeah, like especially Cobb. Like Cobb is racist, is, racist. And you're kind of black sheriff now. <laughs> yeah, and he's married to a black woman, and he's a Q. So like he's he black, 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 black. Yeah, he ain't married to no white woman, anything like that. So like, so because I know a lot of people's like, where's his wife? And I'm not shading anybody who's, who have interracial relationships, right. but sometimes in these mm. offices. Oh, it yeah. is kind of, it's an indicator of some things, but you know, right. just kind of stay on topic. I think some of it I was ready for mm-hmm. um, other parts of it. Like you say, as the numbers kept coming in, like with Texas, mm-hmm. 
you know, shout out to my, 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 my brown people of color, but I just thought there would have been greater turnout uh-huh. from the Latino community right. in Texas, considering all of the ridiculous things he oh, said yes. about that community, how right. he's, and while your particular family or their particular family may have been separated, all of the people mm-hmm. who, who have been separated because of these kind of immigration laws and tactics right. and things like that, for me, that would have been enough. So, and even mm-hmm. looking at Miami, right. And, and Florida in the same way, it's like, I, I was disappointed in those oh, yeah. things, but then to mm-hmm. continue to add to your point, seeing how tight some of these things are, are showing like, Y'all really want Donald Trump to be president of the United States again. Right. And I think I sent you the chart that showed every demographic except, Mm -hmm. here's the surprise, except white men. Shocking. That's the shocking (laughs) thing. Every demographic has increased their support for Donald Trump. Now, some of them have been very marginal, like black women Mm -hmm. from 4% to 8%. That's a very small, but still that doubled. That doubled. That doubled. Right. You know what I'm saying? So like, it's it's, it's just, I, I don't know what to say about those skin folk. I don't know what to say. And I think Angela Rice said in a video she posted her IG that one of the biggest losers was the Democratic strategists who invested all of their time and energy in persuading white women to do the right thing. Mm. And she was like, they doubled down. They went from, I think, 52% of support mm-hmm. to 55 or something like that yeah, this year. So they doubled down. And we can't, I, you know what I'm saying? So I, 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 I don't know, bro. I, some of it I'm at a loss of words for because it's like, y'all are really caping for this dude. Mm-hmm. But on the other side of me, I'm just not surprised by it at all either. Oh yeah, not at all, not at all. And I think I saw it on, on IG that it said that racism is a deal maker. Like we were talking about, racism is not a deal breaker. It seems like racism was actually a deal maker. Like I think, quiet is kept. Well, I think more people are fed up with black people than ever before, mm-hmm. and that sounds really bad. Yeah. Um, but I think you know, I think people just dislike black people, and it's not just white people. It's We've been seeing on the news recently, um, POCs have been on some racist stuff toward black people. Oh yeah. Uh, so it's not just white folks, and we and I, you know, we can't put it all on just white folks being racist. But it's it's a it's a it's a growing it's like a growing number of folks who are just you know upset, and and then like as far as the the growing number of of black folks that you know end up voting for Donald Trump, which was interesting. Um, but I think we've seen some people on our timelines, young millennial, black, so-called evangelical. Yes, you know. Yes, talking about oh, you know, I'm I'm voting my conscience, which I respect. But like, it was just like your. I question that conscience. That you, could, you, you be. Res- <laughs> I'm like KJ Brooks. I did not come to be respectable. <laughs> uh. I respect you voting conscience, but to me, like your conscience should not be I'm voting for Donald Trump. Like, no. So yeah, no, I agree. And I think it's this concept of whiteness, mm-hmm. right? So even they even even though you are absolutely correct, we can't mm-hmm. blame all white people. There are some real allies and accomplices out there. So mm-hmm. not getting rid of the people who are in the fight and right. doing what they're supposed to be doing and pushing, you know, toward justice and advocacy. But I do think there's this concept of whiteness. And Anderson mm-hmm. Cooper actually called it out on CNN today, um, where he was saying, you know, until white folk understand, like, you know, Anderson Cooper is white, white. But oh, he was yeah, like, until white. White folk understand, blah, blah, blah. I can't remember the direct quote, but that is that concept of whiteness. You know, mm-hmm. it's not so like you're white. That's your, that's how you identify. That's your race. That's your whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's the concept of whiteness suggests that I'm owed this and I can't, I'm blind to this because of that. And until right. that, and I think that is what some POCs have adopted, right? Mm-hmm. Like I ain't black. 
So my people didn't come over here and struggle or my people, oh, yeah. blah, 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 blah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Asians and, you know, Latinos and all whoever else, right? The ones who think that way think that way because they don't align with our struggle. What they don't understand is, I think you and I talked about this probably, is that mm-hmm. – that same system that has held us back for years was also not still designed to benefit you either. Oh, right, right, right. Like, <laughs> you're only going to go so far. And that's Absolutely. the thing. And that's the thing I don't really understand. Because oftentimes, a lot of, you know, I, I grew up in Southern California, those that already know that. But I, I know um, people on both sides. So I know people who are first generation uh, American, second mm-hmm. generation American. Um, but, and, and they go both ways. Some are like super pro or super liberal. But then there's the other side, they're like, well, my family came here with nothing. And we, you know, pulled ourselves by the proverbial bootstraps. And we made something of the American dream. But what you made something within the American dream, but the 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 levels that we're striving to be in the space that we're tri- striving to be in, your family aren't in those spaces. Exactly. <laughs> you're, you're still not in those spaces. Right. You're not in those spaces. So the, the, the spaces that we're trying to get into, you know, um, like your family members are not in those spaces. So, you know, you can't sit there and say, oh, y'all just complaining. I didn't want to work hard and stuff like that. It's like, yes, people are still working hard. People are trying to do the, do the things that we're trying to do. But we're still going to say, even though you're working hard, there's there's still room for growth. There's still room to be better, as according to the what is the preamble, um, to perform a, a more perfect union. So there's mm-hmm. always going to be space and opportunity to to make the United States better. So it's not complaining about just where we are. It's the fact that like we can still do better. It doesn't mean that you know that we're just always upset. It's just that we can do better, and there's always going to be a chance and space for opportunity for growth. That's just how I feel about that. Absolutely. And and to that point, I think when they have those conversations one-sided, right, because it's not to suggest that every black person isn't doing anything. There are plenty of us who are successful in oh, yeah. C-suite positions and owning things and ABC123. And then at the same point, to your point, Brian, um, the experience of a black person is very, it's still very different than the experience of a, a person, another person of color. Mm-hmm. Like, so while you may be the discriminated against as well. While the system may not be designed to support you, there is a reason why our fight is a little bit louder, right? Mm -hmm. Because most of us, like you said, you've known first generation, second generations. If you go, like most of us are six, seven, eight generations here. Like our people been were enslaved here in the 1800s, 1700s, 1600s, -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. All those years ago, like you're talking about 400 some odd years. Right. Right. <laughs> you see what a I'm saying? So a frustration and, and how we've been fighting. So you come over here after, you know, and no shade, but you come <laughs> over here after civil rights laws have passed and things are quote unquote equal right. and better and blah, 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 blah. And you benefit off the work that a lot of black folk have fought and toiled for. Yep. And then you throw in our face that we're the ones and we're still fighting systematic racism. Like right. even to this day, like some of the things that were happening, we can get into this now, mm-hmm. the voter suppression of it all. Oh yeah. yeah and I the way it happened yep. in black communities specifically. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It was, it was terrible. And, the, <laughs> and, and I think I, we, again, we talked about it offline. Um, like, you know, we, those have been listening to podcasts. I moved from a predominantly black and brown neighborhood mm-hmm. last year. Um, so we voted for President Obama in that neighborhood. We uh, wrote for Hillary Clinton in that neighborhood. We vote for, you know, a bunch of elections in that neighborhood, predominantly, again, black and brown people. Um, it was a small facility, four machines and lines, hour, hour and a half, two hours long, like just long. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm living in a predominantly white neighborhood. And literally, uh, we walked in there, no line. Yeah. Like, on election day, no line. Mm-hmm. Um, 15 plus machines. And we're in and out in seven minutes. 
where in the again the predominantly black and brown neighborhood we were in that line forever yeah uh, so it just goes to show like and, and that's i think I, I i think you said earlier about the whiteness and not understanding the differences because you you've been in certain spaces to where so first is people that live in my neighborhood they probably have had the same voter um process their whole lives or since they've been voting yeah they, they come they there's no way easy uh no one is questioning where they live no one is telling them they're going to them the wrong place no one is looking at their id crazy none of that it's you get in you vote it's quick um but when we so when we say oh voter suppression or the lines are long or it's like what i can't believe that that isn't true because it it does not happen in your neighborhood yeah, it doesn't affect you Mm-mm. it doesn't happen in your neighborhood and until you either get into the work or get outside of your bubble, you'll never know. Like I found out today that I saw the massive video where uh, Mississippi had lines miles and miles mm-hmm. long on election day. Olive come Branch, to, right? Yep, Olive Branch. Come to find out, you want to know why? Why? They didn't, they didn't have early voting this year. Mm. And I told my mom, I said, Mom, that was voter suppression. I said, because oh, yeah. they can they can say whatever they want. You have voter early voter for every other election, every other time. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, this year, it's not in place. And then, you you know, so you had a nerve to justify for whatever reasons due to COVID, whatever you want to blame it on. It's not mm-hmm. the case because now what you did was you have all those low-income families who they can't mm-hmm. afford to take five, five to seven hours off from work. Like oh, most no. jobs give you up to two hours. Plus right. your lunch break. So you get right. three hours realistically to oh, yeah. vote. So outside of that, but even like, but that's but that that privilege, right, still mm-hmm. only comes with certain types of jobs. Because if oh, you yeah. got if you got McDonald's or retail or any other restaurant, they ain't necessarily giving you three hours to vote. You do that when you ain't here. Right. You know what I'm saying? So if I didn't have the opportunity, and I I even think about like teachers right now, why teachers had a teacher work day on mm-hmm. election day but right. the most part most of them can vote on election day if they want because they, oh, yeah. a, lot, a lot of them get off early enough to do it but let's just say that teacher is also a football coach early mm-hmm. voting positions them in a way they don't have to they don't have to like take time off from school they don't have to get a substitute uh-uh. they don't have to rethink their day they don't have to not meet with children or not mm-hmm. be with parents like they have so early voting benefits in so many ways and even if we look at so that was mississippi even if we look at louisiana the I think it was the polling location that lost um, power, mm-hmm. and the Secretary of State refused to one change the location uh-huh. or provide generators to back up. Now legally, right. they didn't do anything wrong because it's not necessarily their responsibility to make sure that location right works, but it is your responsibility to make sure the people within that polling location have access mm-hmm. to voting. So right. what those people are now forced to do was go get a bunch of provisional paper ballots mm-hmm. and make sure the people who came to so now they had to take all those ballots, go through that provisional process. And this is why, even though Louisiana is counted, this is some of the reasons why some of these states are going through what they're going through with the long elongated counting times right. because of the amount of issue we talked i don't know if we talked about it on the last show or not but texas mm-hmm. when they tried to invalidate over 126,000 oh, yeah. votes in, or 60,000 black community in a predominantly black community because they did drive-in voting they didn't mm-hmm. do anything wrong they just had the machines outside you mm-hmm. could get out your car boom, boom, boom. and i even found out what made it even more um honorable as an election let's say you and lauren went together Mm-hmm. She, if she was sitting in the driver's side, y'all would have had to get back in line, get her in the driver's seat for her to vote. Like they oh, wow. weren't even, they weren't even because it was one machine. You know what oh, I'm yeah. saying? They yeah, weren't playing. Fair. They weren't right. playing. So there was no like no discrepancies, no foul play right. in that situation, and it ended up not being invalidated. But that's the thing. So right now, right now, USPS cannot account for over three hundred thousand votes 000. that miraculously went missing, and y'all had a nerve to complain about them finding these votes overnight for for Biden. It's not that they found them. They're they're 
they're collecting them and they're counting them. Because you got to right. realize, you got to certify, because I've worked a polls before. You got to mm-hmm. certify all those provisional ballots. Mm-hmm. You got to certify all those ballots that came in. Then they got to report. And a lot of times those polling locations don't close at seven. I mm-hmm. mean, they close at seven, but they're mm-hmm. not done. Right. They're not done. And we don't certify votes, bro, until we're almost done cleaning up. The last time I worked a poll, and this was a, a, a slow primary, a runoff for the primaries, we closed at seven. I still didn't get home almost 1030. Wow. And that was a slow. So imagine that location to yesterday. Right. And y'all complaining about counting and things like that. So I, I think what's, what's crazy is the, a number of things. The crazy mm-hmm. thing is that so many people voted for Trump. Right. Um, just off GP, like y'all just crazy. The second thing is that there is so much voter suppression and this weird kind of, you know, again, quote now, Queen KJ Brooks, y'all weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just weird, weird kind of support from, uh, from POCs, you know, when supporting Trump really doesn't benefit you that well. Mm-hmm. And then like one of the final things that I see that is kind of frustrating among it all is this level of uh, immaturity that the Republican Party is showing right now. Oh, the yeah. lawsuits. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like y'all <laughs> standing outside uh, uh, the arena in um, Detroit telling them to stop the, stop the count, stop the vote. What will that do? And, huh? Like you want them to stop counting votes. Like, and, and the funny thing is, I know we talked about it before, like this is the same thing that happened in 2000, uh, but in Florida, but now it's happening in other places. In, so. in multiple states, yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's crazy. So, so, okay, so we kind of talked about that. So here we are as we're recording. Yes. We don't, you know, there's several states out there that I believe that are still waiting yep. to be called. So we can, so depending on where you listen to this, this is happening right now on the November 4th. Mm-hmm. Um, Biden has 253 electoral votes and Trump has 213. Of course, we all know there's 270 to win. Outstanding is Georgia, Nevada, mm-hmm. Arizona, um, Alaska, which is, I don't even know why that's still outstanding, Pennsylvania, right. and North Carolina. I think those are the, oh, and is that Maine still up there kind of light blue? Uh yeah, Maine. Well, Maine they have different districts. So yeah, so one of the uh, districts. So technically seven states, but we know Maine is pretty much going to go blue. We know that uh, Alaska's going to go red. Philly, I mean not Philly, Pennsylvania and North Carolina are probably going to go red, but they're still mm-hmm. toss-ups. Right. Uh, it is this Georgia that's really and Arizona and Nevada, unless something crazy happens, are probably going to go to Biden. Now, if that happens, the election is over. Oh, yeah. If he gets both of those, it's over. Mm-hmm. The real interesting thing is that if Georgia finishes before Nevada does. Yeah. And, if, Georgia- and if Biden wins Georgia, there's literally no pathway for oh, Donald Trump to win. Even though Biden could get Georgia and still not have 270, what 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 will make him the winner in everybody's mind is that Donald Trump no – and that's, they've been talking about that. That's the beautiful thing that I've heard. They've been talking about this concept of a pathway. There's no mm-hmm. pathway. He, could win, he can win Pennsylvania and North Carolina and it would still not be enough right. and Alaska and it would still not be enough oh, because yeah. there's very little chance that mm-hmm. uh, Arizona and Nevada are going to go in Trump's direction. Right. So if Georgia flips blue, which is so close. That's crazy. Right now. Um, it's literally they're at 49. Biden has 49% of the vote. Trump has 49.7. It is mm-hmm. like super marginal and they have enough. And here's the thing. There's enough votes in black predominantly democratic district that that can change literally in the next two two to five minutes depending on how they report these things oh yeah and um, i'm looking at uh one of the places right now i want to say and they're i think the, the count is probably like thirty thousand votes mm-hmm. the difference 
and you still got a good amount of people that still both need to be counted. So it's, and I'm looking at it's 49.7 for Trump, mm-hmm. and 49% for Biden. for Biden. Yeah. It literally could be one of those things where if it flips, Trump could lose by like 200 votes, <laughs> which is enough, Crazy. which is yeah. enough. And oh, my, yeah. my dad used to always tell me when I was growing up, it only take one point to lose, son. Listen, and, <laughs> and, it, and, it's, and it's highly likely. And it's, the thing, it, the interesting thing is it will be so crazy because like we, uh, we, had a, we had a governor race, a gubernatorial race with mm-hmm. Stacey Abrams and she lost by close margin, by yeah, close absolutely. margin. Um, and that was with the voter suppression. You know what I mean? So like Georgia is one of those, I think I said it on uh, social media today, like Georgia's going to be Georgia. Georgia's going to be Georgia. Georgia's going to be Georgia. So it's it's interesting to see how this plays out. If it plays out, hopefully the way it should, I'm not saying should, hopefully the way I would like it to. Oh, yeah. That would be dope because it really clears everything and solidifies everything. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think Nevada and Arizona are going to flip. It's just the fact that Nevada is taking a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. And I think, like you said, if Georgia happens, while he still wouldn't have quite 270, mm-hmm. like, it will solidify because there is no other pathway for Donald Trump to win. Now he's mm. not going to concede. He's going to wait it out. However, you know, if Georgia flips, there is no pathway for him to be successful. But then going back to Georgia being Georgia, mm-hmm. um, Georgia and Biden, Biden Harris owes this election to black folk. Mm-hmm. Oh we, yeah. And you know, I know y'all listen to this, to this podcast, but I'm just going to say it the way I feel. We showed the hell up. Mm-hmm. And we did what we were supposed to do. And shout mm-hmm. out to our queen, Stacey Abrams, because a lot of her work with Fair Fight Action oh, yes. is the reason why Georgia is happening in the ways that it's happening. She has been out there. And this is one reason why I kind of did not want her to be a VP, because mm-hmm. we needed her in Georgia. And oh, yeah. right now, it is showing that her work, her legacy is being unfolded. You're literally seeing, like, she, I think she's going down in the arsenals of the greats like John Lewis and things like that because if for nothing else for this alone. She she faced voter suppression, and from that space, she uh-huh. took on the mantle, founded an organization with grassroots, made it a national organization, and is literally changing the game and how things work in a red racist state atlanta may not be so racist but georgia is but georgia yeah. right i think that you got to understand the differences atlanta really ain't representative of georgia oh yeah and not at all and, and what's interesting if you look at just the metro places in well i don't call it metro but the bigger cities if you consider them in georgia like savannah and mm-hmm. um i think even athens was you know uh turned um Columbus, I think yeah, a lot Columbus, of the, yep. a lot of our so-called major places they turned, and it was so it was kind of dope to see. But like going back to Stacey Abrams, like she kind of her, I don't want to call it a sacrifice, but she, the sacrifice of her running, when everyone told her that she there was no way she would do it, mm-hmm. and she almost won, and then by her losing, now she said, you know what, I'm not gonna let this happen again. Like again, let's shout out that that's kind of like a bless up to Stacey yeah, Abrams. That's bless up. That's bless up right there. <laughs> that's bless up right here, Stacey Abrams, because she. She's really doing something here, and I, I definitely want to salute her for that. Um, so, what do you? So, what do you think? You know, not necessarily put, put you on the spot, but what do yeah. you think? And you kind of maybe alluded to what do you think is going to happen, or where do you think we're going to go from here? So, I think at first I was pessimistically optimistic. Mm-hmm. I think last night. Um, me and you were texting back and forth, and you know, yes. I was just my brother was going through. Y'all. I was going through, <laughs> and I was I was not being a butthole, but I just stopped texting him because I was like, bro, you because I'm in a peaceful place right now, mm-hmm. and you're not gonna, you're not gonna mess up my zen because <laughs> I had already because like last four years ago, 
Mm -hmm. um, just to kind of take it back a little bit to get some context. I stayed up until Hillary lost. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and that was not the wee hours of the moment, but it was about one-ish when mm -hmm. she find, when it was finally over. I knew, like my political science brain, my common sense, everything told me that this isn't going to be over Tuesday night. So I went to bed about 1130. I think mm -hmm. shortly after your last text, I was going to bed maybe 30, 40 minutes later. So I went to bed because I just knew it wasn't going to be over. I mm -hmm. knew, and I knew it was going to be still, and I woke up this morning and it was still close. Like Biden mm -hmm. was in the lead, but it was still close. And that's because there's some other states that were still in play, right? right. Um, said all that to say, as the day has progressed and has things have flipped, um, my pessimism has lowered mm -hmm. and my optimism has increased. Now, the way that you said Georgia, gonna, Georgia, I think America can America. So, yeah. I'm, so I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not here to say, because here's the thing, Michigan and Wisconsin flipped at the last minute. Mm -hmm. They were red for a while. For a and what while. I am praying does not happen, bro. Mm -hmm. I really don't even want to put it out of my mouth. I, you asked me my opinion. Is that Nevada and Arizona don't do what Michigan and Wisconsin did. Right. Because that, that narrows the pathway for, mm -hmm. um, for Joe Biden. Because the thing like Pennsylvania, right? Earlier today, bro, there were 1.4 million votes that needed to be counted. And the majority of them came from Philadelphia County, which is predominantly black, predominantly mm -hmm. Democratic. So people kept asking, why is, Phil why is Pennsylvania still in play when he's up by 200-something odd thousand votes? Because out of 1.4 million, that is more than enough for mm -hmm. Biden to come through. Mm -hmm. and, and, and hour by hour, bro, he's been inching into, like, it's been now, he's been inching into that lead so once all of those votes are counted it it, it, it could turn blue it's not likely but mm -hmm. it could and i think the democrats are putting so much have so many eyes on the bottom of arizona that we don't really care about pennsylvania right now but right. it's still in play so i say all of that to say i am about 95 percent confident that trump is about to get out of office I will say it that way. Okay. Um, I, I, I really see Nevada and Arizona. I really see him holding on to those two because of, here's the thing. If he gets those two, he's at like 270, 271. It's done. Mm -hmm. Like, and Biden and oh, Trump can win everything else that's outstanding and he still loses. Right. So, I, and I just, I really think that lead is going to hold. I really do. I don't, I don't know a reason why it wouldn't. Mm -hmm. uh, and with Georgia now being so close, I, I you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of, that's why that's that five, that's that 95%. Mm -hmm. 5% of me is on that thing. America going America. Oh yeah. And then, you know what I'm saying? So that means they're going to do what they do, which means that there's a chance that this thing could be, we could wake up in the morning and be all be crying and, you know, be messed <laughs> up. And that's my first day right. at work. I was like, I should just start the next Monday. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I, I'm dead beyond what I hope to be a successful candidacy of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris is that I do think every day we have to remind that administration that it was a black folk that got you in office. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, because while I do understand that some rhetoric during campaigning is rhetoric, then that's right. all it is. Mm -hmm. I think that you for, I don't know that we're, I'm going to say we're old an administration that really puts together a black agenda that works for us. We're oh, old yeah. in administration that even if the Senate doesn't flip, that fights tooth and nail to make sure certain things are in place for black communities and even brown communities, right, that are right. disenfranchised as well. I do believe we deserve some kind of something that talks about dismantling systematic racism and the right. oppression that is here. So our work does not stop. Matter of fact, we get more vigilant. Oh, yeah, we get louder. 
we get louder and we put the fire under his tail. And mm-hmm. Kamala, I love you, girl, but you're going to have to show up. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to show up in ways that I love 44, that he, he didn't show up, mm-hmm. right? And you're going to have to do it. And I think it is worth us putting fire under their butts to make sure that they did it. Because if it was not for black folk getting out there and doing what we do, being mm-hmm. the resilient group that we are, this right. would not be happening right now. If right. it wasn't for Stacey Abrams, if it wasn't for like all these other kind of groups, y'all would not be experiencing what you're experiencing. This pathway would not be as clear. It's, and it's still kind of murky, but it would not be as clear as it is now. And I right, think right. once this is all over, we got to hold them to the fire. And for no other reason, we may not have the Senate. We don't have the Supreme Court. So it's, all, it's on us. We all we got. It's legit FUBU. We all we got. Right, and we right, got to right. push it. Oh, yeah. And, and, and like I said, shout out to the black people. If you think about it, all the places, Atlanta, Philly, Detroit, that's black folk. You know what I'm saying? So you, it, it is something like it is. You definitely got to come with a, a what is it that we want? You know what I'm saying? Like not the thing that Ice Cube came up with. No, <laughs> they didn't even address women. Listen, and he had an attitude about that. That we, we, we I would have been a rant, but I'm not gonna do that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, like something that in in not in uh, dismantles white supremacy. But also kind of deal and the thing is that we what we need is, is something that you may not necessarily see in this particular administration. So you may be putting funding into early childhood education yes. in certain neighborhoods and uh funding um just colleges, like you know, um trade schools, funding things uh in, in our neighborhoods or um revitalizing our neighborhoods where black affordable housing and not necessarily, you know. Uh, um, dealing with you know housing and stuff like that, stuff, stuff that we need that's not necessarily what we some would consider um, to be important. And some people just think, oh, you know, they I'm, I'm not saying some people, people that are also looking and think we just want like money, like, yeah, we no. just want a free come up. We just want, you know, now if you got a check, send me a check, yeah, I'll take a stimulus, yeah. Um, but black people aren't just sitting there saying, Oh, we want checks. Like, no, like there are certain things systemically yes. that need to be dealt with. Um, and again, they may not necessarily be seen during this administration, but will be seen in generations to come. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's doable. And I think it's something that it, it's in, in the, in for the government has the money, they have the resources. Oh yeah. Cause clearly we saw that they had all this money to give away during this, uh, during the, the pandemic. So yeah, all the tax breaks that big companies got, if a portion of that went to low income folk. Oh yeah. Like you know what I'm saying? That that and that's the kind of thing that we're saying. We're like when you when people and that's the going back to your point about they pull themselves up from their proverbial um bootstraps. But for us, we don't we don't necessarily even want you to give us a head start. We just want we just want same we just want the same access. Because oh, yeah. when we when we get in the room and we get on the spaces, we're gonna do what we do. Oh, we're we gonna, gonna shine, up. we're gonna be excellent, we're gonna do our thing. So when we ask for black small businesses to get fifteen thousand dollars forgivable grants, it's not it's not to shout, you know, to 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 throw salt on the, the white biz across the street. But if your daddy gave you a million dollar upstart, right? Like, how are, how do you feel disenfranchised because now the government is giving me 15k? 
and you right. got, you know what I'm saying? You know, these are the type of things that we're thinking about. And the right. reason why your parents were able to give you that level of seed money was probably because of some type of systematic things that were in place that allowed right. them to be that successful and right. didn't allow my family to be as successful in these other kinds of places. Just think about the ways in which black people had to fight so hard to own homes back in the 40s and 50s exactly. and 60s and things like that. How we had to fight. The reason why HBCUs and fraternities and stuff are even in place is because we didn't, we weren't awarded access. We didn't have space. So we right. did what we did. We created our own and we had allies who allowed, you know, an HBCU culture anyway, that, you know, allowed us to have our own spaces. And now right. those spaces are thriving and producing the majority of black doctors and stuff and producing the majority of people that, you know, black, you know, Morehouse at one point was a number one feeder school for black men to the Ivy Leagues. You know what mm. I'm saying? It's like, these are the kind of things that we're doing. These are the kind of people that we are, um, you know, producing. So yes, right. to your point, like funding HUD now, while mm. there may not be an affordable housing project built because of all the red tape to later, we understand what that funding did now. You know what I'm right. saying? Funding HBCUs, writing, doing that bill now and right. seeing the effect of consistent $85 million drops mm -hmm. into these mm -hmm. schools and see what that does for their endowment, see what that does for their retention and recruiting right. and all right. these different types of things, right? Giving us an equal playing, giving us access to the same field, to the same opportunities. And sometimes, a lot of times that means giving us opportunities and things that puts us seemingly ahead, but it's really just making it, it's really just measuring it up. Right. All that, all those things. Um, <laughs> all those things, but we'll probably need to wrap up sometime soon because, you know, it's supposed to be a short episode, but um, yeah. yeah, you know, we can get stuck because it's always a great time to talk about racism. Always. <laughs> <laughs> always. Um, so at this point, I think by the next time we record, um hopefully by that time we may have uh hopefully by that time joe biden is the president or as far as he's been yes. named the president yeah uh, we know lawsuits and stuff like that are coming and being handed down and the supreme Absolutely. court probably get involved and 45 is going to try to do what he can do to suppress the vote and mm -hmm. try to stay in the white house so we don't know what's going to happen by the time we record again but i'm i'm prayerful that uh um that it goes in biden's direction yeah i am too i'm prayerful i am hopeful and um again thank y'all for joining we're gonna go ahead and wrap up because we, we probably can just keep <laughs> keep, <laughs> keep it here we just want to give you like fresh take fresh insight and i know a lot of us have been deep like unplugging so if mm -hmm. you see the description and decide not to listen and you don't listen to a lot later we ain't even mad at that it's all not, right. not, not this week you know, no, catch no. us next week. Not this week. We ain't mad at it. But at the same time, we wanted to get in and just kind of give you our perspective, which is extra black. Um, and I want to thank you all for joining. Um, thank everybody who's been checking in online with us, telling us right. about what they've been doing for self-care. We appreciate yep. it. Keep doing it. Keep checking in. Um, know that the Jigsaw is a safe place. And next week, um, whatever the results are, we will be back on our regular schedule with our regular program. Mm -hmm. Shouting out, folks. All that good kind of stuff. We'll I'm have some in the PO box. And now if we're a little bit more Black Pantherish next week, depending on the results, biggie fair warned. Biggie fair warned. And before we wrap it up, Brian, I also want to say thank you all for sticking in with us these last three to four weeks. We know mm -hmm. that we've been talking about politics heavy, and this isn't right. really a political podcast. How be right. ever. Right. Right. The state of our world is in is on fire. And we thought it would be a disservice if we didn't give you what we thought were very candid kind of, again, a, a place of self-care. We can come together right. in the living room and talk about it and, you know, and lay it out on the line. So thank mm -hmm. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
Thank you. We appreciate you. Um, and yeah, so we'll be back soon. Um, we love you. Continue to follow us, continue to share, continue to like, continue to rate, uh, tell your friends about what we do. Uh, Joshua, before we go, what should the people do? Woo! <laughs> to the best of your ability, <laughs> don't let this life stress you out. <sighs> but what you can do is all that you can. Hopefully mm -hmm. that meant voting. The best way that you can, that means not giving up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> as long as you can, while you can. But in the midst of all of that, y'all, let's not get caught with our work undone. Nevada, Arizona, Georgia, let's don't get caught <laughs> with don't our work it. undone. We love y'all. See y'all next time. Love y'all. Peace.